take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Can't be a real, might get you canceled. The whole system need to dismantle. Coppers treat it like the utmost wanted. Trying to rule the block, but don't know what goes on it. News got a story with a new take on me. Carrying out the window with the screw face on me. But I know that God love me when my burn. 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned. Wonder when your government don't make me legal. Burn the whole city if I can't be equal. Get off my d please, Brad, I earn that. 400 years, how you still ain't learn? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do, way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Shout out to the trying to gentrify the genre. Tell them free my middle finger to your honor. And allowed us to come in some of us to come in there's always going to be some folks coming in a little later welcome my brother brother neil frazier yes, aka sir. metamorphosis who causes people to go into a state of metamorphosis to change for the better after you touch them with your knowledge that you've been absorbing for the, so many decades and personal experiences that have aided us and here you are like a chef of knowledge just to present this stuff to us on a plate so we can easily eat it up and not have to go out there the hard way and get it. And so for that, I thank you so much. Jesse, Master Glam, and I was listening to your voicemail and I'll continue to do so, Master Glam. Patrick Gilbert is in the house and I know everybody else is going to come. We got 15 people so far. I know that number is going to go up. And like I said, I'm looking forward to this. Let me just allow this uh, banner to uh, be clear so they can see your email address at the bottom, which has all of your content, uh, contact information in the Academy of Netter LLC, Neil Frazier. So that's going to be a constant right there so they can reach out to you. Yeah, yes. So, thank you. Thank, well, thank you. you. Brother Lance, uh, you know, I feel like I'm getting ready to compete for a title fight after that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just have that let's get ready to rumble voice. There you go. There you go. Let's get ready to rumble. And I didn't stop yeah. because I ended the breath. I can do it longer than Michael Buffer. <laughs> I got good lungs. Yeah, that, that's good. And, you know, with, with this subject today, uh, 
we need to we need to rumble and get in the ring because uh it's just gotten out of hand. Yeah, uh, you know the video I sent you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I was, you know, sometimes I just browse to keep up with stuff and see what's going on because you know the news, we know we're not getting it straight, but at That's least right. with videos, we know we're looking at real time. Right. And man, when I saw how the black kids were acting in Miami and just tearing up everything and going berserk. I was like, man, our kids are, are out of their minds now. Yeah. And how how did we get here? And I, I remember sitting down and uh, reflecting. Uh, before, but before I get started, I want to greet everyone in the chat room. Uh, hope you guys have had a good week. And, uh, you know, I, I know each one of you have been dealing with your own challenges, uh, moving us forward and making sure that we keep the right vibes. Yeah. Thoughts out yeah. there because uh, truly we are in a real war. Um, so today, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the, the destruction of black civilization all over again. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the different factors involved, like uh, materialism, music, you know, everything that, that affects us affects the young people as well. So we want to talk about how we got to this point and more importantly, what we're going to do about it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to put it, I wanted to start out first. I didn't want to start out uh, with the negative energy, although that definitely has to be a part of the equation just by the reality. One thing, and I'm going to oh, give yeah. you the screen, right? It's good to see you in the sunlight. Oh, okay. You look well, you look very well. Thank you, brother. Well, you're you're know, operating a high vibration, and we can yeah. see that. Yes. You live, you live clean and you live good. And you got a good spirit, brother. I can see that. Well, thank you, brother Lance. Uh, you know, that's why we're connected, man. If it's coming from somebody like you, I, I take that as a high compliment. It's the truth, brother. It's the yeah. truth. If I didn't know you, I would know that you're somebody. Not that all everybody's nobody, but you're 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 a cut above several cuts above the rest. And I'm saying that man right there, and I'm, I'm sure everybody in the chat room would agree. They, I see your decency. I, I see your integrity. I know you're about something. If I didn't know you, right? Now that I know you, it's even more so because I know. But I just wanted to say that, brother, you're well, vibrating you, brother. high. And I'm going to give you sense of stage right now so okay. you can begin to flow. But I'll be right here with you. All right. Thank you, brother Lance. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so... um. So I, I sat down in the chair and uh, I thought about it for a minute. I was like, wow, this looks almost like, uh, well, I don't want to compare it to the January 6th debacle, but it it had that same feel, like a, a type of wildness, an animalistic type of energy. You know, certainly I'm not calling the kids animals. I'm just saying. It, so we it, understand. It had that kind of energy, you know what I mean? And I'm like, something is just wrong with this. Something is totally wrong with this because uh, we know how they, when, when they put it out in the media, they got the worst part 
<laughs> they got the worst part of the clip. <laughs> you, know, you know, like the police always say after they shoot one of our kids, well, you don't know what led up to this or, you know, what happened after. But uh, certainly when you're looking at it real time, it has a uh, major effect. But I want to I want to start out by looking at who our kids really are. Um, and I, and I want to use uh, the stars to do that. So we know the quasar is the brightest star in a galaxy. And when that quasar comes out of that black hole, its power is so bright, like the brightness you can see around me, that it blinds all of the other stars, billions of stars in that galaxy. Now think about that. That is, in essence, what our beautiful children are, okay? But then they went from being quasars to just regular stars because we know that quasar energy is still in them. But then there were things that diluted their brightness. And instead of being a quasar now, they're a star. But what I saw on that videotape is stardust. And so they have been regulated to stardust now. And we know that dust can get blown away by the wind. And so this is, this is what's happening right now with our kids, is that this digression from a quasar to a star to now just dust is something that when I, when I looked at this, I was like, okay, we have to get our kids back from, we have to get all the stardust together, put them back, make them a star again, and then let their real quasar come out again. And <clears throat> how do we do that? Well, first let's examine like I said, how we got here. And, and I want to also use nature again, because, you know, nature is our greatest teacher. So we can talk about what's going on in the cosmos, but we always have to bring it back here on the planet, because this is where we're functioning. So when you, when you look at a tree and you look at a big juicy mango, and you go and you pull that mango off that tree. And as soon as you pull that mango off that tree, it turns into a, a rotten mango and worms come out of it. And that's sort of kind of like what I'll call the unrighteous fruit. Because as the tree, as the bearers of this fruit, something has gone horribly wrong. And how did it go from being a righteous fruit that came off a tree that was planted? All of the elements were there. This tree germinated and now have all these big, beautiful fruit. But every time you pull one of the fruits off, then they turn into worms. And, and this is the situation with our children. when. 
when they disengage from our tree of life, from who we are as a people, then they're subject to everything else in the universe and on the planet that comes at them to destroy their quasar. The number one way that this has been done is through music. It's poisonous. Okay, I, you know, I know that our kids glorify this music, but we're the only ones that glorify trash. We glorify our garbage. Why do we do that? Okay, so we must eliminate the glorification of garbage, plain and simple. There's no other way to put it. And what is garbage? Garbage is undesirable behavior. Okay, why do why do we why why do our kids glorify this undesirable behavior? Why is it a honor, a badge of honor, to go to prison? Why is that? So, these type of or this way of looking at life has turned into a literal circus. That every time you see one of our kids on television, on social media, it's always this this huge negative energy that's being projected. But where did they learn this from? Where did this come from? Because certainly they didn't just come into the world like, like all of us and then all of a sudden decided they were going to prey on the world or prey on the people who look like them. Why is it that we allow this poisonous language through music to fester in our community? Why is it that we, these are the questions we have to ask. Why do we glorify trash? Why? Because certainly um, this, is, this is part of the ramifications, excuse me, slow down. The ramifications of unrighteous seed, okay, and an unrighteous fruit. So we know that this attack on our children comes primarily through music, but it also, from that music comes the desire for material gain. And what does that mean? That means that when you do whatever you do in order to have material gain, then something is always lost. And what's lost is your ability to see your other human beings or your brothers and sisters as having more intrinsic value than the paper money that you kill each other over. We have to take the value out of this materialism, okay, and the ramifications of it, and show it for what it is. This is that fruit, that rotten fruit with the worms coming out of it. Because the materialism that our kids are spending all of their money on, that they're killing each other over at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day will not do anything to help uplift them, help them to build their own businesses, help them to learn how to work together and help them to see each other as allies, okay? And not, you know, competitors. Um, one of the other things that I observed with this culture and the music of this culture, not only the materialism of it, okay, and not only the fact that you're calling yourself thugs all day, and not only are you degrading our culture and our women, you are also glorifying all of the wrong things and all of this negative behavior that is literally destroying our children at the root. Um, there, there's no, and, and I'm gonna give a laundry list of a few things, and then we're gonna talk about, again, how we got there. And, and more importantly, how are we gonna address these issues? Because we, we cannot allow this culture to continue to move forward. We just cannot. Um, it, it's too much of a, it takes too much of a toll on our community because clearly this type of behavior is gonna bring certain actions against our young people. And when these actions happen, it causes us to go into an emotional frenzy. But many times, as, as I looked at this video very carefully, I just couldn't wrap my head around what is, what is fueling this behavior? What, it, what is the gratification that they're getting out of this animalistic type of energy? And every time you have to go back to the music. Okay, because the, the music is the one that creates this emotional um, frenzy, okay, and this animalistic energy. Because when you say fuck this and fuck that, and bitch this and hold that, okay, when you're constantly saying these words, then you're creating energy, okay, that is gonna do nothing but bring you down. And, and certainly um, by us vibrating at a low vibratory rate, at a low vibratory rate with this energy, it's going to work against you more than the things that are established to hurt you. So there is no real need anymore for the institutions, although they are still doing and committing the same crimes against our people. But now they don't have to do it because they have a whole generation of people that as a result of what has been done, and no, we're not gonna play the victim role here, we're just pointing out truth, that there, there is some, something that's missing here, okay, that we need to restore, okay? Because you cannot be the primordial seed of the planet, the guardians of the universe, 
the ones who have been given an open pineal gland and the ability to affect the sun, the sun, moon, and the stars that has the ability to do things that no one else can do. But this energy now is going haywire in the opposite direction because it is unleashed, okay, as a result of this unrighteous fruit and this unnatural seed that um, basically uploads all of the, I was going to say most, but all of the negative things that are put inside young people to thrive for is garbage. Okay. We don't see them, like I mentioned in the, in the last video, we don't say, see them saying that you should aspire to be someone like Benjamin Banneker. Okay. We don't see that. Okay. We see them holding up people who have all that they have always used in our culture for us to give intrinsic value to that does nothing but tear us down. Okay. So the first thing that happens when you go to seek treatment for any type of mental health issue is they have to know, first of all, if you have a history of mental illness, is there someone in your family that has uh, a history of mental illness? And more importantly, have you ever taken any psychotropic medication that is now causing you to act in this way? And I was talking to a um, pharmacist uh, last night, and uh, she was saying how um, many of the kids are still on Ritalin, okay? And so, you know, I thought this was something that died out a long, long time ago, okay, when I was in that system, but it, apparently it has not. In fact, it has increased. So one of the, one of the things that's causing this behavior is uh, the type of drugs that um, our kids are exposed to. We don't know what's in these drugs. Uh, apparently, it's something that makes you lose your mind because um, we don't have rational thinking amongst our young people anymore. I mean, I'm just talking basic rational X's and O's. Okay, um, they're, they don't have problem-solving skills. Okay, everything is based from a mode of anger. And why is that? All, all of these things exist amongst our young people where it's very difficult to even talk to them without them getting emotionally, you know, unhinged. Okay, so in a, in a sense, you see this fear that society has. It's a legitimate fear. Um, because some of our young people can inflict serious pain on uh, not just on each other, but on people in general. Um, and we can't live like this, okay? One, one of the reasons why we this is continuing 
constantly going on is because we're not speaking out against it, you know? I, and I'm talking about the black culture, okay? We, as a black think tank, we have to constantly look at the issues that are destroying our community. And the first time that this subject was covered, the destruction of black civilization uh, by Dr. Chancellor Williams, it was about the colonizers coming and destroying everything moving, okay? Including our culture, our traditions, you know, what you call religion, uh, the way that we worship the creator. Um, and, and I believe that part of the psychosis that our young people suffer from is seeing that this unnatural religion um, that basically tells you one thing but does another is uh, very hypocritical. And this definitely has a psychological effect. So all of these things, again, not playing a victim role here, we're simply pointing out things that when that white people look at all the time when they're dealing with their children and their young people. Okay, when they're dealing with, you know, Sam and, and Becky, or Ronnie and Becky or Bubba and Becky, they're looking at the causes of this. Okay. You know, where did, what, you know, what are, what are their background? Where did they come from? What, you know, what type of, childhood did they have with were their parents on drugs you know all of these things have to come into play in terms of how we look at this situation but at the end of the day okay we have to teach our young people that you're responsible for your own behavior so just because someone else is doing this behavior it doesn't give you a green light to do this behavior as well um uh, one of the other things I see, too, is not only are we gaslighting our young people, um, we're kind of, in a way, um, kind of sanctioning it, you know, like, okay, this is this is okay behavior. No, it's not. Okay, because this is what makes people afraid of you and why they want to shoot first and ask questions later. Okay, now, we have to take some responsibility for these actions. There's no reason. The other thing is we not we need to stop buying these records where you have um, anybody talking about killing black people, okay? Uh, anybody that's talking about killing our own people, we don't need to buy our, their music. And then we need to send a strong message to the people. Now, who's benefiting from this garbage? Think about who's benefiting from this. Because when you look at, um, I remember our, our conscious uh, rappers like Rakim, KRS-One, people like that, you, you know, you basically don't hear that music anymore. But it's a reason for that. Um, not only is there a monetary reason, but it's also a control mechanism. Okay, because if I can control you in all the nine areas of human activity, then I ain't got to worry about you. You're going to destroy yourself and you're going to destroy those that look like you and those that are attached to you. 
So it's just like black man. It's like magic. I put you under a spell. And until I clap my hands or, or snap my fingers, you're always going to be in that spell. Um, the other thing that we have to stop doing, okay, is we have to stop um, allowing this behavior to be um, okay. And, and I was watching, um, it was a little skit that came on. And uh, I just happened to run across it and they were interviewing um, these young women. I think they were like maybe in their early 20s, maybe they were under 25 anyway. And they were asking them, so who would you rather marry? A thug or a drug dealer who makes what? A million dollars a day was just throwing figures out there. Or would you want to marry someone that is aspiring to help civilization, you know, maybe an engineer or a doctor or somebody uh, that's contributing something positive to society. And it was astonishing. They chose the thug and the drug dealer over the other types of images. Now, I said that so to, to make a point here, because certainly we need people in all walks of life. Okay, we need people who know how to produce shows like Lance that we can get our messages out. We need to get people who um, write about the issues facing black people. Okay, and, and also to deal with some of the solutions that we need to have and come up with. So we need to be full throttle because there's a full court press on our young people. So just this way of thinking, okay, is what is really causing the breakdown in our society today. Now, granted, the real drug dealers, we know who they are because they're the ones that bring the drugs into the country and into our communities. But we're talking about this uh, being attached to the, the music culture and the people who benefit from this are constantly, constantly uploading this to our young people. Why is that? Because it's generating huge amounts of fiat capital for them, okay? In many cases, the people that are actually doing um, uh, singing the music or what have you, um, they have nothing to do with the actual production of it, okay? So as long as it's lyrics that can, you know, degrade our people and bring us down and keep this negative energy going, then they're going to pay them to do that. They're going to continue to pay them to do that until we go full throttle against them the way that they have gone against us and are still going against us. Okay, this is something that we must do. Okay, because we have to change the, the frequency of the language that's being put out through this music. 
Okay. Um, the other thing in regards to music is, um, how did we get to the point where this music is preferred over the music that um, embodies, okay, righteousness, uh, balance, okay? These, these are the Mayotten laws that we're supposed to live by, justice, okay? So how is it that our kids have gone so far away from this and how, and how is it that we have allowed them to just be swept away by this unnatural frequency where we are not clapping back against it? Okay, because we certainly have the power to do this. Okay. The, the other thing too is When, when you have young people, okay, they are looking to the next generation above them to, to establish the guidelines or the blueprint for how they are going to approach life. And, and we got it all wrong because other cultures are teaching their children, you know, the things that they need to know in order to continue to build in their culture. But we, what we are doing is we are glorifying filth, okay? We are glorifying all of the things that we know that in nature there's a natural retribution and karma against. So whether you know this or don't know this, okay, like a judge told me one time, ignorance of the law does not uh, excuse you from the penalty of the law. And it's the same thing with the creator's law. Just because you're ignorant of this or don't pay attention to it, okay, doesn't mean that you're going to just walk away from the divine retribution of it or, or the karma that's built into it. So all of these things are having an effect on what's going on with our young people now because this unnatural energy that's coming out, and remember, electro magnetic waves okay magnifies everything so you you have this war okay let's call it for what it is against you know the two polarized sides and they're wrecking wreaking havoc on our kids okay and and we're not doing anything about it Okay, we're, we're just looking at the money and, and we're just looking at the fact that, okay, they're making this paper money. But do you really know where this money is, what the outcome, I call it um, the failed fiat future. Because our kids, again, seem to think that this paper money that they're throwing up in the air is some type of God to them, that it has some type of intrinsic value. But we know that only 3% of that paper is in circulation. 97% of fiat currency is digital. 
And this is what our kids, so this is their plan, okay, to damage and mess up their credit, um, to damage and mess up their legal standing so that they will have obstacles to things that they need to, uh, to have in order to survive in, in this uh, capitalistic culture or this uh, communist manifesto culture culture i don't care um how what you want to call it um that's what it is okay so if you're not a part of the capitalistic class then you're part of the labor class now that labor can be something that you create okay but the majority of people still have the same fundamental or black people still have the same fundamental relationship with white people that our ancestors had for all these centuries on the plantation and after the plantations is that we are still dependent on the oppressor to provide everything for us and we're not teaching our children that you are responsible for building your own future with other children that look like you. So if they have them fighting over this fiat, they're not going to be thinking about building. They're, they're going to be thinking about how much money that nigga over there got that I want. So all, all of these um, things come as a result of the unnatural fruit and the unnatural seed, okay? Because again, we are the ones that have put these, uh, this unnatural fruit and unnatural seed into motion. The kids now, after, after we have germinated and manifested it and germinated in this filth for all of these um, decades and centuries, then now, every time we pull a fruit from one of our kids, they're damaged. All right, brother. You take care. Uh, you too, man. I'm going to call you. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Stuck in the room, so I didn't bother him. Oh, okay, okay. I'll get at him later. Okay. Well, All good right. to see you again, man. Take care. I'm sorry about that. No, that adds to the realness. Yeah. So that's one of my boys headed out. So, uh, yeah, so... um. Oh, back to uh, yeah. So the the unrighteous fruit and the, and the unnatural seed that we have um, followed for all of these decades and centuries. Now the manifestation is coming through our children, and it's not pretty. See, this is the this is the divine retribution on us. Okay. This is, this is what this is about, okay? Because the, the kids did not just, you know, I, I always say, when you start talking about the kids, hold up a mirror because they are a reflection of us. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that they don't have some responsibility for what they're doing, but certainly we have to give them that sense of responsibility. Okay, but but if what you're doing is just 
I don't ever, you know, say anything about it. And I just let this go. And you feel that this is okay. Then part of the problem is me. I'll give a good example um, with the John Morant situation. Now, his dad is out there uh, like, it's okay for your son to be your friend. But you cannot condone when he goes off the grid, then you got to know your place. You got to step back in and say, no, that's inappropriate behavior. I'm not going to stand here and glorify this behavior, okay? Because this behavior is wrong. And no matter how you try to slice and dice it, this is not going to add up. Um, so, so again, now that all of this unnatural frequency has manifested and it's out here, um, we have to deal with it. We can't just turn a blind eye to it. Because the way, the way that they're thinking now, even in, in terms of how they're thinking, they see other black kids as opponents. It could be, and, and, and it's all kind of stuff. It could be different colors. It could be different. Now, we don't own any of these cities, okay? But where are you from, man? You know, so that means that if another young person or anybody is from another, and see, other people don't have these problems. White people work with other white people all over the world. Asian people work with other Asian people all over the world. Latino people work with Latino people all over the world. Indian people work with uh, their kids work with each other all over the world. So why our kids don't? We have to ask ourselves, what created this? How is it that our kids, now I'm not saying kids from other cultures don't beef with each other. I'm not saying that. But for the most part, they're unified, okay, against you. But, but why is it that our kids um, are fighting against each other? Um, you're from Northwest so-and-so, or you're from Southwest so-and-so, or, you know, you're from blah, 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 and he's from blah, blah, blah. So we got a problem building. No, this is ignorant. This is a type of ignorance, okay, that continues to keep our people in this vice grip that we're in and to keep our children in the same vice grip. I don't give a damn where you from. We are in a war. And if we don't realize this right now and start fighting back, okay, and start, they say charity begins at home. That's true. We have to deal with our own black kids first. Okay. Once we deal with them, then it's okay to deal with other issues and other people or what have you. But I think one of the things we don't recognize is, is that all of this energy has been established, okay, to fuel their prisons, okay? to keep our kids in this infeminine uh, frequency, all right? To make our kids hate each other, nigga this and nigga that, okay? To make our kids um, degrade our women, bitches and hoes, okay? All, all of this 
energy has been established, okay, to keep you in a lockdown mode psychologically, physically, and spiritually. So until we attack this first, I don't see very much change in terms of growth from this particular environment that we have created now. Okay, so so when we talk about the destruction of black civilization now, we're talking about our own seas now, okay? This is the new destruction of black civilization, our seeds. Okay, it's no longer, even though the oppressor still has his institutions, he's still, you know, got things set up or whatever, but the energy that's being, that's coming out now is a result of, of our seed or, or our failure to, to grow this seed in the proper well or when the weeds grow up with the plants, we didn't cut the weeds off. We just let the weeds choke our plants up, which are which is our children. So <clears throat> moving moving on from materialism and moving on from music, okay, we have to look at purpose. Why is it and see this is why this poisonous prison mentality because it's, it's a mentality all right uh and and a caterpillar consciousness why does it have our young people by the throat because they have created an environment and an energy in that environment that validates this ignorant behavior okay and has put this at the top of the chain so our kids don't have a purpose to aspire to do something great for the race. Okay. They don't aspire to do that. So we have to look at these things. What, what type of inspiration do they have? But more importantly, where is the source of this inspiration? Because certain, and, and one of the things we have to look at is the effects that religion has had on, on our children. We have to look at this. Because uh, the way they see it, you're still worshiping a white God. Okay. Rather, I mean, this is the way they see it. You can say all you want that the Bible is uh, about black people. That's not how they see that. Okay. And that's what's important. We spend too much time arguing over insignificant things rather than being focused on the kids like we need to be on the young people. You know, our, our females, the, our young females, um, they have this attitude, which one can be the sluttiest looking. Okay, call it for what it is. Okay, because that is what we give validation to. And this is what our young men give validation to. Or like they say, video holes. You know, so th this is the language, the unnatural language, okay, of failure that we have built into our con our consciousness and our community and our culture, the three C's, okay? So uh, we, now we can't get around these things. So, you know, even though 
what the young people out there are doing, okay, uh, it can be dealt with if we are willing to stand up, okay? And, and now, unlike other cultures, we're afraid to stand up to our children and say, hey, that's not what you're supposed to be. You're the primordial seed, okay? You are the original peoples on the planet. And as a, the primordial seed, you have a direct responsibility to the creator's laws and the creatrix laws. You have a duty, a divine duty, okay? Because too many times our kids have this attitude, oh, I don't give a fuck. Well, that's what animals, how they think. You think that's being a man or a woman? You think that's being big because you don't give a fuck? That shows the lowest of the ignorance that you can get to stoop to. And this is the, the consciousness that they have created with our young people, okay? That it's cool for you to not give a fuck about anybody but yourself. So how are you calling yourself a God or original man, but you don't give a fuck about nobody else? See, the, these contradictions, okay, are so rooted into this ignorance that it is the driving force behind what we see on these videos with our children. Okay. Um, why don't they know that they are supposed to be the rulers of the planet? Why don't they know that? Because if they knew that, they wouldn't be doing all of this stupid stuff. Okay. Now, I'm sick of watching our... 18, 19, 20-year-olds acting like two-year-olds. This is crazy. Okay, there's no... We need our young people to be, be focused on the purpose to keep moving our culture forward, not backwards. Okay, we're, we're having a reverse metamorphosis right now. So in nature, we know that a caterpillar has to have a cocoon experience to become a butterfly. Well, if you're already a butterfly and you're going back through the cocoon to become a caterpillar, then it's something wrong with that picture. That is nature in reverse and we don't see that. Okay. So these are, these are conversations that we, we must begin to have now. Uh, when we see these videos, we don't need to wait for white people and other people to go, you know, look at these black kids. Uh, they're out here. No, we need to condemn it. Okay. We can no longer allow this type of behavior to go on. We cannot afford this. Okay. Um, this is why we get no respect. Okay. Respect is earned. You know, and people always want to know, well, why don't people respect us? How can you respect someone that doesn't respect them themselves? Okay, so we have to teach the kids, look, man, you got to have some respect, you know, about yourself. Okay, have some respect about yourself. You know, you're a high-functioning being, or at least you're supposed to be a 720-degree being with the ability to affect things on a metaphysical level. But here you are 
functioning, okay, at a ten percent, okay, vibration. Which, uh, uh, well, I can't even say the ants because the ants got more sense than that. They working together to bring food, so I can't even say that. So, um, we've reached a point where where now. Um, we have to change the energy um, that's going on with our young people. We have to start speaking out. Older black people, we have to start speaking out. And even young, um, there are young people that have good heads on their shoulders, like Master Glam. A lot of young people, have, I don't know the ages of uh, many of the people, but a lot of the people that, that I have read some of their comments, they know exactly what's going on. So, so we have to transfer this down to, to the younger generation. It's not enough for us to talk about it amongst ourselves. Certainly we have to discuss it amongst ourselves first, but at the same time, um, it's in a state of inertia unless we put it into motion, okay? And we know this from the law of thermodynamics. If we don't put nothing into motion, ain't nothing gonna happen. So we, we, you know, we have all these great ideas and we're great creators and, you know, but we, we cannot allow the kids to create things now that's destroying our um, civilization. And this is the real destruction of black civilization when it's being destroyed by your own seed. Okay, we know who the oppressor is. We know um, how they have destroyed um, our, our our cities, our states, our countries, we know this and how, but now it's our own seed that's doing this. This is why major corporations don't come to where we live. I believe I saw um, a video about a Walmart. I don't know, I don't remember what city it was in, but it was in a black community and boy, it, it, they had trashed it. So, So, you know, we have to be accountable for our own actions, okay? We can't just keep blaming other people and, and, and we're doing or allowing the same thing to happen with our children taking no accountability. The first thing that people, responsible people do is take accountability for things. Now, it's not always that you're gonna be able to live up to this, but uh, certainly, there's a uh, positive energy that comes as a result of you um, embracing divine laws because uh, that works both ways. The karma is negative and it's positive. So um, we have this ability to do this, but uh, again, the thing that I see is that we are the ones that have to now uh, set the blueprint again okay and and this blueprint has to be at the higher consciousness now we can no longer afford because we're fighting we're, we're swimming upstream now and the current is real strong okay and, and the more we're swimming upstream against this current the stronger this current gets so unless we make a clear choice now and, and I don't know how this will be interpreted by people that hear this, 
but we have to go to war with our own seed. And when I say go to war with our own seed, I'm see people always think of war as something. Physical warfare is so has been gone so long ago. Okay. People don't even have to use no type of physical warfare against you no more. This way is more effective for them. But now when I say we have to go, we have to go, uh, we have to go to war with our seed and the consciousness that's been created by the unnatural seed and the unnatural fruit. Okay. We have to do this. Nobody else has the power to do this because their reaction to our young people is going to be just like it is now. Okay. And, 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 and in reality, they are not responsible for their consciousness. We are. But the things that we validate, okay, and I'm talking to black folks now, the things that we validate is what gives them this signal that it's okay for them to act a fool, okay? And then when the police shoot one of them, then we mad at the police. Okay, this, you, you know, no. Okay, the police shouldn't be shooting them but what I'm saying is, is that if someone is afraid of you already, okay, and you're you're being aggressive towards them, and I'm not just talking about the police, I'm talking about people in general. If if you're this is human nature, you know, the fight or flight syndrome. If someone is being aggressive towards you, then it's natural for you to clap back. So what I see with our young people is they they don't think about the consequences of something until after. I think I was talking to you about this, Lance, the other day about being in crisis mode. They learn that from us. You know, we we react to things in a crisis mode, and you you can't control a crisis. Okay, this is why it's always so much chaos in our communities because of our consciousness. If we would get on what I call a conscious code, then it'll be easier to get the young people on the conscious code because they'll want to identify. See, this is the other thing too from a psychological perspective is that the kids don't want to identify with what they see as failure. Nobody wants to. The kids want to have pride. You can't blame them. So when they associate with things that we associate with, Okay, and and they don't see us getting along or trying to help each other or trying to build, then this they pick up the same energy. And and this is why I call out this uh, hypocritical scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. We don't do that. Okay. Black people are the most religious people, but we don't do that. The the golden rule, the so-called golden rule. Okay, and this is supposed to be the foundation of your faith, but yet you don't live this. So all of these things causes a psychological schism in our children. Okay, all of these things cause this. I guess everybody hit it out. So uh, it's, a, it's a thing where um, now the kids have to understand like okay you are responsible for you 
for your behavior. You can no longer do this. And if you do it, I'm not going to support you. I'm going to withdraw. See, and, and this is what makes it difficult for us because we know our kids like us are facing, you know, this trauma driven um, situation, you know, this full court press, as I like to call it. So, you know, we give them a pass sometimes because we know every time they walk out of that door, they're going to get some kind of pain, whether it's psychological, spiritual, or physical. But now, it's not enough to just, you know, go along with that because we know that they're dealing with this. We have to have adult conversations with our kids or with our young people because many of them are not having adult conversations with themselves. They're having adult conversations, they're having children uh, conversations with each other or caterpillar conversation or TikTok cat, uh, conversations. They're not having, um, I think one time I was talking to you, Lance, how you're talking about how um, the, the element of face to face, you know, whenever you see the kids, they got these devices in their hands, all of them sitting together and none of them are talking to each other. Exactly. You know, they're, they're not even acknowledging each other unless it's something that gets them excited from a video they see. And chances are it's not nothing good. You know, then they'll interact. Bro, did you see this? Or did you see this bitch or blah, blah, blah. Then they'll interact. But as far as having a rational thinking conversation where you can help um, people solve issues and to move forward, um, they don't relate to one another in that manner. So uh, all of this, this, this language of, of uh, unnaturalness that, that has been created in our young people is a direct result of, of how what we have presented to them in all the areas of human activity. For, for one, uh, we've, we've taught them that no matter how much money we have, we're still dependent on other people. And the only reason we're dependent on other people is because we can't do what other people do and come together and do anything. I mean, let's tell it, if we're going to tell the kids the truth about the oppressor, we need to tell them the truth about what our problems are, too. Because it's not just, that's not going to be enough. They can see that. They're up against that every day. But now, as a black think tank, these are the challenges that we have to address. Okay, why, why are adult black people still um, co-signing this behavior that we know is destroying our children? Well, you know, when I see people, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old, acting like they're teenagers and in their 20s, you know, I got a real problem with that. And you should have a problem with it too, okay? Adults have to be adults. Um, we can't, again, it's okay befriending young people, but you can't befriend them to the point where you can't call them out for, for this type of ignorant behavior that's destroying our communities. Okay. Now you can rap about it, um, all the degraded stuff you want to in your own home. But now when you come out with this, this stuff 
that's destroying not just the kids or the young people that you deal with, the ones that's coming behind that's listening to this garbage. You're destroying their minds. And so we cannot be the primordial seed, okay, of the planet, okay, and allow this to go on and then blame other people. We cannot do this any longer. Okay, and this is why people laugh at it. Oh, you're the primordial seed, huh? You're the original man, huh? Well, what happened to the original children? Why, why, why are they so ignorant? Why are they tearing up everything? Why is it that they can't get along with each other? Why is every other word out of their mouth against each other's niggas and that nigga ain't shit and all of this? Why is that? Why do we allow this type of behavior to fester and say nothing about it. No, that day is over. Okay, that day is over. These people and the ones who, okay, just I'll give an example. The whole time, now, when Kyrie Irving, who has a right to believe whatever the hell he want to believe in, and also to make a statement about our culture, he has that right as a black man. You're going to, uh, okay, so you're going to clap down on him, okay? But what about uh, Jeff Bezos, who was the one that actually was benefiting from putting this out? Where's his responsibility? Why is it that Kyrie was the only one holding the bag? And why is it that this racist owner was allowed to um, do this to Kyrie? So our children see this. When you don't fight back, and then you have these coons like Barkley, all right, that will co-sign this stupid stuff, okay, to appease certain people, okay, will co-sign this, okay, just so that they can continue to get a bag from the oppressor. They will destroy our young people and th this is why whenever you see black men trying to resolve issues, what, it, what do they call it? A battle. Okay. Really? What battle? Who, who are you battling against other than yourselves? See, this, this is the kind of nonsense, okay, that until we address, okay, it's just going to continue to fester. And... and and those wicked people in that industry that's making all this money off of the destruction of the black civilization and now the brown civilization as well, because they got their kids doing it. Um, but it, it's something different in regards to how that's being filtered. Okay, so with our kids on an individual basis, you still got them, okay, and if these guys could come together, okay, just on basic stuff, it could change a whole lot. But it benefits the evil, wicked people that run that industry to keep them at each other's throats and to keep spewing, spewing that garbage and that trash all over the place call it for what it is. It's just trash. It has no intrinsic value in terms of uh, upbuilding or uplifting our people. Um, it doesn't talk about um, 
solving differences. Um, it reminds me of these uh, crazy people who go to, it's like maybe a hundred different churches in the city, but yet none of the churches can get along. But yet you're saying you're worshiping the same God. This is a type of um, schizophrenia that we see in our people and also in our children. So, um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, okay, I'm calling on black people to rise up now and take our rightful position, okay? And that has to start and begin with us first. We have to weed out the bad apples. You have to, okay? When have you ever seen a dead anything still live amongst the people? They either bury them, they bury them, okay? Uh, uh, Neil, come on. There we go. All right, sorry about that. Let me get that back. All right. Okay, so when do you, when do you ever see a dead person living amongst living people? Never, even in the animal world. The damn animals don't eat. So why is it that we have this death culture? Okay, we know it's a death culture. Okay, why is it that we allow this death culture to exist? Okay, one reason, if you start using your own symbols, instead of having a symbol of death hanging around your neck, you had the onk, okay, they, they would immediately want to know, well, what does this symbol mean? It means that you are the primordial seed and that uh, you are responsible for life. So when you take somebody else's life, you're, you're taking what the creator created away from the world and you don't have that right to do that and these are the things that have to be explained to our young people this is who you are you're not a thug you're not a gangster real gangsters we never see the real criminals okay in this country we never see them okay they just want you to be seen as the face of, uh, of this degraded evil. They want you to be the face of this. Okay, and as long as you're the face of this, okay, then, you know, everybody, everything is copacetic, as they used to say. Um, so we have to begin now to change the language and the symbols that, um, that we're using. Because uh, if the young people um, had this before them, okay, and that's why, you know, we can talk about the great accomplishments of our ancestors all we want. But the way it works is if, they're, if you're not seeing something in action, in motion, then chances are you're not going to give any energy to that. And, and this is why our young people don't give energy to anything that we say, okay? 
because they look at what we do and they look at the relationship that we have with other people and they look at the fact that we have grown people black people that cannot even as i said before come together you know and work something out you know so this causes a schism for them now what 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 is the source of all the anger we see in our young people what is the source of this okay um there's a lot of different um things out there theories out there you know but um primarily this anger comes i believe okay from um not being able to go to their own with problems so imagine any problem you have you can't go to people that look like you to get help that in itself you look at any animal or insect in nature do you see a cat going to a dog to to get uh, cat food or do you see uh, a bear uh, going to a leopard to try no you don't okay there's a reason for this so when you see other black people that you know that when you go to see them it's only going to be more anguish and pain and psychological pain then this in itself causes a problem so when i see other black people i look at them as a threat rather than you know someone that i can embrace to help us move forward and all of this is is at the root of, of this anger um and then it's 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 misplaced anger where you're angry at other people for no reason because of the dynamic that exists with you not being able to talk to other black people and solve problems together oh that nigga you know what's wrong with him yeah most of the time it's about money and was your rather than trying to figure out well Let's see how we can um work together and solve this issue where it's beneficial for both of us. You have been taught that you get the whole pie and nobody else get any slices. See, you this has hurt you more than it has hurt any other demographic. Okay? It has hurt the black man and woman and child more than any other demographic. Okay? Because we more than anybody else need the support from one another that we don't get and i believe this is at the root cause of a lot of the anger that our kids have they're angry because they can't talk to you they're angry because there's nothing you can do for them okay they're angry because someone has uh, put them okay in the last poll slot Okay, you got 100, you got uh, 100 yards to go and everybody else is 20 20 yards away from 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 the finish line and you're 100 yards away cuz that's where you was put at. And then the reason why 
they got to where they are, where they're only 20 feet away, is because they run in a relay. They passing the baton to each leg where you're holding on to the batons in your hand. You got all four of the batons. So, oh yeah, I'm successful. I did this on my own, really? What did you do on your own? How is it benefiting not just you, but other people? This is the mistake. We have to learn to pass the baton, okay? Because contrary to what you believe, there are always other people that know things that you don't know, okay? And, and this is where we get this head nigga in charge syndrome, where, you know, rather than all of us being on equal level in terms of bringing, the way it's supposed to work is we all have separate gifts to bring to each other. And then we use those gifts to help build each other, okay? Like Lance does with us, you know, giving us airtime, putting us, you know, in different places where, you know, what we're doing and our purpose can benefit all of us. Good. This is the type of blueprint that we need. Okay. You, you're not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps because you ain't got no boots. And then if you do find some, you can't fit the boots. So let's stop playing. See, we, we live too much in a fantasy world, in a hocus pocus world. And the kids you know, they try to create this world too. And you know, I get it, I get it, I get it. You know, nobody wants to, to live with pain and anguish every day, I get that. We are in a pressure cooker, but we have each other as a release. And, and if we don't use each other as a release, then, you know, it, it's like a pressure cooker just, just keeps, you know, cooking and cooking. And, until it just gets to a point where it just bursts. It's combustible. And that's what happens with our people. You know, they, they get to, our kids get to a point where everything is building up. They don't have no releases, okay? Because they can't talk to you because every time they talk to you, you're going to find some way to put them down, okay? Even if they make a mistake, okay, you have to look at the mistake for what it is, okay? If it's an honest mistake, if it's a choice, whatever it is, we have to be upfront with them about this, okay? So you being friends with young people that you know that are doing things that are, you know, against our best interests is not helping our, our culture grow in any way in any way at all. Um, the other thing that's uh, really, when I look at the young people is um, they have this, this need and, and social media has created this too. Well, they got to be seen. They have to be, um, and if you notice the behavior, like sometimes you'll see our young people and they're blasting music real loud. Um, you know, or they're doing something to draw attention to themselves, or they're doing some type of behavior, okay, that's gonna gonna make people look at them. And they're looking at the attention. And they're not looking at what this attention brings, what's gonna be the outcome and consequences of this attention and this behavior. 
And so I believe that's the area that we have to begin with the most is that we have to show them and teach them what accountability is. Okay. Because if you can just do anything with no accountability or, you know, or no consequences, then, you know, there's no growth that takes place as a result of that. Um, the other thing too, is when you consistently use language amongst a group of people, then that language takes on a life of its own, okay? You're actually creating the thoughts through the language that you speak that are, are geared towards you. So you're the one that's creating these weapons that are now coming at you that's being manifested. Okay, you're creating this because when whenever you have a group or groups of people that create, rather that energy is positive or negative, okay, that energy is going to go out. Okay. So um, our kids now still have the same fundamental relationship that, as I was saying earlier, that we have had with the oppressor from the time that we came in contact with them. It's the same fundamental, and this is another um, source of their anger, okay? Because they know when they look at kids from other cultures and they're riding around in these symbols of success that their parents got from us giving them all the money in their nail shops, their hair shops, their restaurants, all of our money have been going to those people. And now their children are the ones that's been, just like, oh, that's a perfect example for people who say, well, I didn't have anybody in slavery. Well, you're, be you're benefiting, okay, from the blood, sweat, tears, and pain and death of our ancestors directly the life that you're living now. So it's the same thing as generations go down, okay? That the young people from other cultures who have these symbols of success that our kids are looking at and they're angry because, you know, black people are unable to provide this unless they go out and knock somebody over the head and get it. Okay, so all of these things are part of the psychological makeup of our young people. And uh, that's why they have this attitude about fuck the world because, and, and you, because there was more than any, any other culture of people, you will hear this being said. Well, you know, they came from nothing or they came from, you know, um, humble beginnings or humble means. And, you know, they always tell this narrative of our people that make it, which is a true narrative, okay? But it also carries with it a sense of anger. When our kids look at the unfairness, okay, just like what they're doing with, more than anything, our young people deserve these reparations. They deserve this for what their ancestors have done. 
And, you know, while it may not level the playing field, because certainly they're still going to control the institutions, at least it, it will help to give some type of sense of pride, sense of, okay, I matter, sense of self-esteem and self-worth when you're able to provide for your people. Okay, when you're, when you're able to come together and, and put a store in your community, all right, or put a medical uh, clinic in your community, put a restaurant in your community, whenever you're able to do something, I'm talking about black folks, then this sends volumes of self-worth to the kids. So there, there are two types of language. There is the verbal and the nonverbal language. And so uh, communication, 70% of communication is nonverbal. So on the one hand, you can say all of these things that you wanna say, but on the other hand, our behavior has shown them something else. And, and what it has shown them, I'll use a joke from Paul Mooney. He said, uh, uh, one of the, I think I'm saying it right, but the little white boy, um, the one in blackface painted itself. And uh, so the mother beat him and then said, go to your dad and uh, see what he say about this. And uh, he went to his dad and his dad beat him said, go to your granddad and see how you feel about this. And so the granddad beat him and he sent him back to the mother. And she said, now, what did you learn from this? He said, I learned that I've been black for five minutes and I already hate you uh, white people. So <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the type of uh, psychosis that our kids are dealing with, okay? They know that the system hates them. But then when you magnify this through your behavior or your lack of behavior in a positive way towards each other, then this sends volumes of signals to them, okay? When they, when they don't see the only people they ever see sitting down together to come up with people is when people are sitting in church. Okay. That's the only time they see black folks gathered together to talk about anything. And most of the time they're not talking. The preacher doing all the pastor doing all the time. Okay, seems like we have a problem with the connection. He fell off, Brother Neil fell off, so just give it a moment, because I heard some static on his phone, which to me indicated that it wasn't coming from this side, because I know what I'm buffering from this side. So let's give it a second. Um, let's give it a second. Let's hope, hope that that's all it was. Let's give it a second. But I'm looking at some things over here. 
I'm always tooling around on different websites until he comes back. I just want to mention this. Um, there's a military site called Deagle, D-E-A-G-E-L. And they have a forecast. And this particular site monitors the sale and movement of military equipment across the world, country by country, who's relating to each other, military news, um, what's been used in certain tests and experiments, how successful it went, who is getting hypersonic weapons, who is getting this type of weapon. They, they, they follow it clearly because there's a lot of things I'm starting to follow clear now. And they say by 2025, and the people who follow this site have no clue as to why they had this particular article out. And there are a lot of people who are into this that deep into this, and they're a little bit alarmed by it, but 70% reduction in the size of the United States population by 2025. That's um, a bold prediction. And there was a video that I saw one of them, and they were speaking about how this can happen. And they said one of the ways would be through biological warfare. And so we are kind of prepped and warmed up. We had a warm-up pandemic, right? Just a warm-up. And this is what they were saying about the biological warfare. They said essential, essentially it will involve the use of bacteria and viruses to wipe out the enemy, which those who are doing it to us, we are the enemy. The odds are that it would be between the U.S. and China, but since anyone uh, in their garage can hack the DNA of almost anything and anybody, there are no limits to the possibilities. We have some brilliant, wickedly brilliant people out here who may not be with the government, or maybe they are, or these governments of the world. Um, we're distracted from the posturing of, of, of weaponry, uh, put in certain positions because maybe you don't realize it, but there's maybe one or two, at least one nuclear submarine uh, posted up on the coast, east coast of the United States. Not close, but in international waters where you can kind of hover right to that line. But then again, this is strategic and they weigh, they will, you know, do those things to posture, to put fear. And just like a pickpocket who works with somebody, they can distract you and do something else, you know? So what does it say here? Deagle doesn't explicitly say what exactly will cause the great die off, but there are many advantages to biological warfare over other types of warfare. So it will probably be featured. It's probably inevitable. Now that the technology has made it practical. What are the advantages of bio war? Okay. First, it doesn't destroy material. That's a huge plus. After all, what's the point of conquering a country if all you have to show for it is a smoking radioactive ruin? That's the major advantage of the neutron bomb. It kills. Of course, it kills the people, but limits damage to buildings. Bioweapons essentially make atomic weapons, weapons obsolete. Second, bioweapons can be structured to attack only certain racial groups. You see, you watch out for that. That's potentially either a big advantage or disadvantage to China. The diverse population of the U.S. could also be either 
an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on who strikes first. But on the bright side, you can perhaps immunize your own population or at least the military or essential workers to control the damage. Third, bioweapons are very cheap and easy to fabricate. Anyone with access to a good high school chemistry lab is in business. There's no need for, okay, here he is back again. I just thought I'd fill up. Man. We got you back again, brother. Yeah. I was just running my mouth a little bit. You know what happened. Yeah, it ran out. Yeah. <laughs> I just get in the zone and completely forget about it. No problem, brother. We got you. We, we waiting on you. Yeah. Got you right on back. Okay, right on. So, uh, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> we're, we're talking about the things that uh, the causes of uh, our young people being literally out of control is that uh, – a lot, a lot of what they do comes out of frustration. You, you can actually, when you really listen to them, you, you can hear the frustration in their voice. And, you know, it comes from the fact that, again, they go to the same people. And, and our young people are very smart. They have pride. But they know that they pretty much have to go to the same people that we rely on for our basic needs. And, and that I believe is at the, um, at the base or the root of the issues that we have with them. Um, and uh, the only way, the, really the only way I see that that can be fixed is that we begin to find something that they can look to that has more value than this paper money they throwing up in the air. It has to because that in itself, okay, is going to cause their demise. Again, when, you, when you're dealing with something that has no intrinsic value, then it tends to, um, you know, put a veil over your eyes in terms of, of what its real um, purpose is or its real value. And, and we know it doesn't have any value, okay? But the way that our system is designed is that you have to have it to do anything, okay? Now, what's gonna happen is they're gonna switch to this digital currency real soon. And, and so this is why they're, they're damaging our young people's credit and, and other things so that uh, they'll be able to keep us in a fundamentally inferior financial or economic um, position. Because believe me, that when, when these people game plan, they're not just game planning for one or two areas. They're game planning in all areas of human activity. And they're, they're looking at primarily how they're going to make more money off of you and to sustain the money that they're making now. And this is going to be done through our children. Now, the thing that I'm really concerned about is, you know, when you're hungry or and, and when you uh, don't have no place to live or not just that, but when you want fame and fortune, and when you'll do anything to have that, you'll destroy anybody, to, then you're in deep water. We're in deep water here. 
And this is the position a lot of our kids are in. A lot of them look at it as like, okay, I have to do something outrageous in order to get noticed and in order to get a bag. So this is how they can move them into these uh, evil areas, like in music, in fashion. Uh, when I say evil areas, in, in, in terms of them creating that negative energy. Okay, so they can move them in all of these areas, okay, and pay them to do this as long as they continue to talk about killing other black people, you know, nigga this, nigga that, you know, and will do anything, kill their own mama to get money, uh, then we're in a bad situation. And this, this is what we're facing now. We're facing this situation where um, the only thing that matters to, to the young people is this fiat currency. That's the only thing that matters to them. So, um, and then on top of that, the ways in which we have access to this fiat currency, the way that it's set up is to criminalize our communities and black folks, because now we don't, many, uh, many of us don't have access to even commit white collar crime. If you, so, do want to stop uh, the type of behaviors that you're seeing with uh, our young people doing anything to get money, then uh, you, you have to change the dynamics. That's the only way it's going to change. If we had more of our young people being stirred in the right direction in terms of what they can help build for their community, that should be their focus and working with other young people. So too many of them, this is their only lifestyle, this degraded, poisonous music, and then the lifestyle that goes with it. This, is, this consumes them 24-7, okay? And if they, you know, if they don't have a mission in life or a purpose in life, then we know that they're going to be sucked in by all of these other uh, desires out here, all of these other um, things that they think that they need that they actually don't need. Okay, so the point I was trying to make with children from other cultures and how now they have a foundation because we have supported their parents and grandparents and, and they're, you know, they started out with little nickel and dime shops. Now they own five restaurants and five beauty salons and nail salons. So we uh, and, and the Arabs and Indian stores that are in our communities, now they can open other stores because we have supported them. And then we have to ask the question is, why do our kids want to destroy things that we build? Why is that? See, this, this type of self-hatred goes really deep. Okay, it goes really deep. Because we have this thing in our mind where we don't want that nigga to have what I have. And I'm going to stop him 
at any cost. Rather than if I build with it, we both eat, our families eat, and our friends eat too. But they have you in a constant, they have our young people now, like they have us in a constant battle with each other. Just constant. Okay, for for stuff that don't even matter, don't even make sense. And uh, so this is what I see. The issue I see with our young people is that when every time they look, they see a big ass mountain in front of them. Every time they look up. But that mountain, we help to construct that mountain is the point I'm trying to make. Okay. And we don't, the only thing we give them credit for is how much of the bag they can get, no matter how they get it, no matter how many people they have to hurt to get it, no matter how many people they have to sell out to get it. See, the, but yet we're the most religious people that's supposed to have some sense of, you know, ethical principles, because there is no such thing as morality. That's something that's a, a false construct. Because they may be moral in your face, but behind your back, they don't give a damn about no morality. If they did, it would be, uh, we would see something different manifested in our culture. But just the fact of the matter that you are in the same fundamental position for the last 50 years, basically, um, you know, debunks that. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Again, as I was saying earlier, that we have to take a different approach now with our, with our young people. We have to start clapping back at their behavior, saying, look, this is inappropriate behavior. Uh, you know, it may look cute to you, may sound cute, but it ain't cute. Because it may be cute to you, but uh, there's a hell of a lot of young, cute black people, okay, that is the target of this disguised poisonous evil that you are bringing to our people. So, you know, again, these people that are singing about killing other black people, we don't need to buy their music or you all don't need to buy it because I don't buy it anyway. I don't listen to it unless I hear it somewhere. Um, this is, this is probably our biggest challenge moving forward is that we have to change now go back from unnatural this unnatural language and unnatural seed back to the natural seed and the natural language that we have in our chakras that is a part of our genetic memory bank that has come down from our ancestors so this is a challenge that uh, the black community has to take on. Uh, you know, we can continue to, and certainly these institutions and institutionalized racism uh, certainly is the backbone of this. But uh, we certainly have the ability to um, remove some of this just basically through our actions. You know, you'd be surprised at how much influence your actions and behavior have on the society at large and the culture. It has a tremendous 
impact on the way we view the world. You, you, you might not see it, but it's there. Just like there are electromagnetic waves that if you could see them, you'd be scared to move because they look like lasers. That if you walk through a cut, cut your body in half. So energy waves are that way, okay? You can't destroy energy. And once you put that energy out like we have, then, you know, it's just a matter of what's going to come as a result of this being released. And so we have a lot to think about in terms of, um, of how we're going to approach this situation with, with our young people. But um, again, the people that are dangling these carrots before our young people, they have to be held accountable too. We have to hold their feet to the fire because many of, of the young people in that industry are not even getting paid what they're worth. Okay, so not only not only are they using them uh, to, to degrade and, and bring down our community and our people, they're also giving them peanuts while making millions and billions of dollars off of their talent, but then denying them that right. So it would be wonderful if we could get our young people on code with us. Um, you know, that, that's something that, that we've lost that again, I see in other cultures where uh, we're told that our elders have no value in our culture, which is backwards. Whereas we used to be taught by our elders in antiquity. And this is why our, our civilizations thrive so well, okay? And our cultures thrive so well um, because, you know, we pass this down uh, from male and female, okay? But it got to a point and I don't know when this began, but our young people stopped taking our advice. Okay. And, and why is that? Why, why have they stopped taking our advice? And now their advice comes from the very system and people that set, set it up for them to fail. This is who they're getting their intrinsic value from, not us not nothing in our culture that they want to aspire to be, except maybe a thug and a drug dealer or somebody that, you know, I've been to prison and I'd be ashamed, you, you know, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna go there. But uh, at the same time, we need to clap back against this foolishness because now we have the generation under them now coming up uh, the teenagers that uh, I'm seeing, like they're out here killing folks. They're out here doing all kind of stuff. All right. And uh, I, I just saw the other day, a 12 year old murdered somebody. And he was with a 14 year old. Where, where are the parents of these people? How, how in the world are these kids are able at that age to get guns where they can go out in the community and kill somebody. 
what is, what is going on here? Okay. But we've gotten to a point in, in, in our communities where we can't even talk to our young people because all, all they really care about now is the bag. If you're interfering with that bag, then, you know, it, it could put you in harm's way. And so this doesn't happen in, in other cultures because um, they don't have to stand on the street corner and sell drugs. Okay, they can wear a three-piece suit and have a suitcase with a kilo of cocaine in it. And nobody asked them nothing. They can walk right in to another corporation, deliver it, and nobody asks any questions. But you have to stand on the street corner, okay? And you have to deal tens and 20 bags, okay? Just so you can have a sense of accomplishment. Oh, I was a drug dealer. I just got out of prison. And uh, yeah. Well, why is that such a badge of honor in our community? And then on top of that, our young women are attracted to this type of personality. Why? See, there's some serious things that we have to talk about. Why are our young women 10 to 1 attracted to this 10% of our culture that has destroyed our culture and continue to destroy it. the destruction of black civilization by black youth. So why is it that, uh, that our people um, tolerate this? And one of the main reasons is because we know that this music generates opportunities for, you know, for people that normally would not even be looked at twice. Okay, we know this, our young people know this. So they try to outdo each other, who can be the most grotesque or who can, who can slam our um, culture the, the worst. Who can talk about killing other black people the most. These are the people that they're pushing out in front of our children, okay? And and you're not saying anything, so they're just going to continue with this evil agenda. What we need to do is we need to come out against these people who are benefiting from this, okay? Not just the kids, but we need to come out against these people who are, you know, spinning the spider's web. Okay. And, and we, need to, we need to see who the, the damn spiders are that's catching all of our, our people like dragonflies and this big web and then devouring them when they can't get out. We need, to, we, we need to send a strong message to them as well. Okay. Because... I, I can see, I can see this just as plain as day, is that they're gonna start creating, they probably already have, creating um, these type of avatars that are like thugs, 
and drug dealers to present in cartoon forms to our children. And don't forget the pedophiles. So, you know, we, we, we must take on this battle because the more that we allow this to fester without addressing these issues, the bigger the problem is going to get. And uh, at, at the end of all of this is our young people are going to become um, slaves again. This is a fact. They're going to become slaves. Uh, they're going to be more dependent upon this system and, and these people than even we were. They're going to be much more dependent. Um, the, you know, the other thing too is dealing with the AI situation and our, and our children, um, our young people is that, um, they're being locked out of the fields of, uh, coding, digital marketing, things that, um, you know, people in their age group are involved with, um, so all of these things we have to look at, okay? I don't see, I really don't see how we're gonna turn this around if we don't come out with a strong voice against this. Um, and then, you know, e even if we only see a few of the kids uh, making a, a big turnaround, it'll be something um, and not just because whenever you hear anybody talking about our young people on social media or any of these commentators, they're always talking about the characteristics of our worst 10%. All cultures have a bad 10%, okay? The majority of young black children aspire to be somebody to be somebody productive in society. Okay, contrary to what the images they show you. That is not the true nature of our children. But when they get out in society and their peer, their peer group pressure um, comes at them, then, you know, in many cases, they don't have the strength to, uh, to overcome it. So when you get out there today, or whenever you get out there and you see a young person, go up to them and talk to them. Ask them how their day is going. Ask them what's going on in school, what they're learning. Talk to them and you'll see. Okay. They have the desire to be more than what is projected of them. But from a social, uh, from a psychosocial perspective, they're heavily influenced by this death culture, okay? And so we, we have to provide light and life to them, okay? Because when we do that, they'll be strong enough to overcome whatever challenges they're facing because certainly they're facing tremendous challenges. And with that, Brother Lance, I think uh, I'll close this session. Yes, brother. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Powerful, as always. You know, we have many people who will come out on social media and speak. 
and it's like eating leftovers. All they do oh. is add a little more seasoning, warm it up <laughs> a bit, rehash it, and send out the same thing. Right. But every single one of your messages is fresh. Even though we're speaking about ourselves and our ascension and liberation, right. you prepare the meal in a way, and it's a brand new situation pointing out a different slice of what we have to go through. So I just want to point that out to you too. That's very important because yes. many people, like I yes. said, it's many people are one way Charlie's and, and, oh, yeah. and that's the fact of the matter. And you're not that. I try not to be. Yeah. Well, you're not either brother. You know, you, you got the prongs everywhere and this is how, you know, we have this ability, but we've been pigeon toed so bad. You Understood. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's amazing though it's amazing so i look forward to you next week yeah and absolutely it's gonna go by so fast and yes you know just what can i say i can't wait i can't oh, wait definitely brother i can't it, wait it's, it's like energy is what i need too it's like a kid eat, eating the babysitter's food that they don't <laughs> like and they can't wait to get home to get that home cooked meal. So all these other things that on YouTube, those reduced meals, they have some good things out there. But the bottom line is you're guaranteed a good meal that tastes good. That's nourishing. So yes. good that you don't want to eat for the rest of the day. Okay. You come on. Well, I, I'm certainly uh, grateful, man, to have the opportunity to uh, come on your show, brother Lance and chop it up with everybody. And, and, you know, we, you know, black people get a lot of flack. But, I mean, our kids get a lot of flack. But at the same time, um, if we steer them in the in the right direction by putting out the fact that we don't agree with this behavior, um, right. a lot of them will begin to listen, you know. And more importantly, get, clapping back with these people who are benefiting from, from this behavior. Because we know they're hiding behind the shadows. You know, we don't we don't know who they are. We most of the time we can't we don't see their faces, but we see um, what they call the um, the hidden hand. Mm -hmm. You know, we see that hidden hand, and uh, always you know, how we used to say, "Throw your rock, throw the rocks, and hide your hands." Right. But but we know who these people are. <laughs> we we know who they are. They know who they know that we know now who they are. But again, to spread it out to let everybody know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's why they'll they'll shadow ban your channel as yeah. soon as you begin to spread this positive energy with other black folks. Then um, they're looking. Usually, uh, they'll start with one of the coons, but they're looking to try to um, soften your message or, or dilute it. You know, dilute the coffee, the strong coffee with some kind of right. carnation milk. And, you know, that carnation That's milk don't necessarily have to come from white folks. You got a lot of carnated uh, black folks. <laughs> I see them all the time. You're right about that. Yeah, I, I really, I realized in the last few years through what I recently learned, especially when in America, how agents can come around you and i'm talking about cia agents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to be around you and find your weaknesses later mm -hmm. on we have 
positively, Angela, but I'm going to speak about a few things, possibly just on a short recording. Uh-huh. Because I realize that I have been in the company of certain individuals. And when I learn how they operate uh-huh. to get around to win you over, I'll make that's what happened. Yeah. And I'm not paranoid. I'm not. And again, there's no, there's no level of self-importance. Like I'm so important that what I want to say is that many well, you of are us, important to us. Well, well but, but I, I know what you're saying, but what I mean is I that it's, mean, though, it's not a self-importance where we're all important. We're all yeah, part of all yeah. who in the chat room. Right. But I agree. the funny thing is that all who are here in their regular lives, it doesn't have to be somebody with a suit on or whatever, uh-huh. but they have deep pockets. Yes. And, and they want to get to know people who are not just out there on social media, but just all over. And they will assign someone to you to win you over, over time. Yeah. Yeah. And I look at my life and I'm like, this has yeah. got to be, you know, I'm going to talk about that. I'm yeah. definitely going to talk about that because it was so obvious that I'm like, this, how could I have not something seen happened that? recently? This is recent behavior. Within the last three or four years. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. okay. And many, many folks who are here may know, I'm going to describe it in a way where you know without me okay. saying names. Okay. And, and I really see it when I speak on it in detail. Uh-huh. You'll know. And, it's not, and you'll know that I'm not reaching for straws because I had a comment come to me uh-huh. and they mentioned about targeted individuals. Uh-huh. And I've had a lot of people who claim to be targeted individuals come on the channel because... It's possible, and I know that most of us as black people, to a degree, depending on, we're targeted. But yeah. the way they do us is like the way they come down on a local drug dealer. They'll watch for a while. They'll know he's doing it. They oh, see yeah. the corner he's on yeah. a lower level. Yeah. But they want to know where he's getting this stuff from. So to bust yeah. him, there'll be somebody back there on the corner the next day. Oh yeah. So, so with us who may be that way, I know how they operate, but most who I've talked to and the person was upset with me. Are you saying we all of that? No, I'm not saying you all of that, but the most who have come to me never offered any proof. Uh Whether it's publicly, which I won't expect them to do so, Uh but privately, they've never come with anything concrete. Wow. It's a lot of quackery going on out there. And a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying there has not been credible people, but you got to keep digging deeper and you got to keep meditating on your life because your past life, when you go deeper in your meditations, will talk to you Mm. and reveal things to you because now you have a higher mind from what you've learned and the deeper you get on the inside of yourself. So when you go back and listen, it's like you have a favorite song. Mm-hmm. Like for me, one of my favorite albums of all time was Dr. Buzz's original Savannah Band back in 1976. Oh, it was yeah. a mixture of disco and old 40s, big band era music. Tommy yeah. Matola lives yeah. on the road. Yeah. yeah. 
And every time I play that song or any one of the songs, the whole album was like a smashing success. Yeah. I can hear a little instrument that I didn't hear before uh. in that because I'm not listening to the initial uh, instruments that, I, that, that, that are there. I'm going way back in my hearing and I'm listening. I said, man, they put a, a barking dog in the back right here for three seconds. I never heard that. Wow. So when you go back over your own life, it's not just meditating on what's here and what's there. Meditate within and go through the, I'm not saying your, your life is a dumpster, but when people go through a garbage <laughs> dumpster and they're trying to get secrets from a big corporate entity because uh -huh. they didn't shred their documents, uh -huh. go back yeah. on your own yeah. life and look at interact interactions, people who are positioned a certain way, even if it's nothing of a conspiracy type thing, uh -huh. But a spiritual thing, because these people will change your tra trajectory. If you're if you're supposed to go this way, yeah, they come and bounce you off, and you go a slightly different way. Because we go far in life, oh, yeah. and if we're supposed to go in an open, wide field, straight ahead with no gauges, and something bumps us an inch over, you won't notice it at first, but over the next thousand miles, it may be a distance of two hundred miles from where you were supposed to be. Yeah. So you have to look at your influences. Yeah. Not what's around you now, but this information came to me when I found out other things and I went back to think over my life and I'm 100% sure that this was the case. Why? Mm -hmm. I know I'm important, you're important, everybody here is important, but why was I important on, on that level for them to invest so much in me to get around me? Mm. flying me around and flying me around. And, and when I made a connection of certain people that were connected that I didn't know were connected, I said, okay, so this is why I'm severely isolated now from, if I don't know you, I got to vet you for years. Yeah. Depending on the level, like if I'm, you're face to face coming at me all the time, I'm going to really watch you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know those in the chat room who are, are close and yourself I don't have to know everything about a person, but I can see. But this was some serious stuff when I when certain little things they said, uh -huh. certain little things they did. Sabotage? And, and, huh? Sabotage? Not sabotage, but getting to know you for a future showdown. Oh. And if you become something bigger than what you are in the present, they have the uh -huh. goods on you because they know you. They feel they know you're your weak points, your strong points, they really got to know you. And then they, then they can just back off from the mission because I know his profile. I watch him react. I talked to him, made him feel a certain way and got his real reaction. So now I have a, a imprint on what his character is all about. Right. See what I mean? I'm always, and, and that was I'm, done. I'm, hmm? I'm always, I always get a red flag when, when they text or say, hi, handsome then I know that's a setup. Cause yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and these are bots. And, and the way I handle yeah. them, I say, oh, thank you for the compliment. But <laughs> right. I'm busy right now. Call me. I want to talk to you. FaceTime me. A bot is not going to pick up and be like, blim, 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 blim. Right. And the flattery thing is easy to do. Yeah, they, That's what catches most men anyway. Yeah. It could be a butt ugly man, and she call him handsome or get a t <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Uh, and that's not for me to judge because I don't look at men that way. Right. 
Yeah, definitely could be. And, and you know, I, it took me a minute to learn how the individual that you think you're talking to is not necessarily that individual. Okay. Right. I can right. put a picture that's not even them. It, it could be a whole different sex, a whole different culture, you know. So if you can't right. FaceTime me, I don't communicate with you. Yeah. See, but the thing is, why? Why? Because, see, with AI and bots, they can only go off of what was already put out there. Right. And by their interaction with you, they're forming a profile and spit uh -huh. back. Like I said, I had put into an AI um, engine who is Lance Skurve. Not being narcissistic, I want to see what it would say. Right, right. Lance Gerve is a blogger, artist, a video guy, social media, someone sort of likes to talk about pretty much what I put out there about myself. Okay. But, but it said uh, uh, Lance Gerve is actually an acronym uh. for a dude named, named Kevin something in Boston. What? Who is this guy? So I searched this guy, couldn't find him. I did a detailed search. Okay. How did his name get inserted on what AI has of me? And what happens uh, if AI in the future feels it has information on me and it's wrong, or they're going to send the government to go kill somebody, but oh. my name is in somebody else's profile and they come for me? What You, you understand? Yeah. And, and, and the way to beat AI, not that everybody has to have a large presence online, but if you are on social media, let it be consistent. Because if you have a large enough reach on social media, even within your inner circles, that's the proof that will keep alive from being documented and put somewhere else. Your, your identity right. being copied and pasted. Because now when people call you and you go, hello, 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 that if that's an AI, if that's a person recording your voice, they can feed the, those three hellos into an AI voice system. And then yeah. they can type out all the words they want, talk about, I want to kill this, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and send it straight to the president or send it straight, whatever, or, 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 or come out as gay. <laughs> they can make you come out right. because it's your voice, but they're going to do whatever they want to do with it. And it will sound just like you. And yeah. they can say they found this leaked thing. So we're really. Uh, and what about the Photoshop? Photoshopping too. And, and also the AI stuff that's coming now with video. Not the things we do crudely, uh -huh. but what they can do. And when you think about special effects in movies, and they can set things up so the war will happen to call for your own doom, to put an image out there of you, and you're innocently living your life. And you may have some renegade person feel they're doing the right thing. They go land scurve over there. Boom. Good. We got rid of him. And people will say, well, good. Yeah, because this is what he, he was. And it was put up there by AI. You got to be careful these days. Yes. You know, I but saw the best a movie one time. Is be original. Huh? Be original and be consistent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, with these articles put out there, and I should have done going go. But the articles put out there and the propaganda put out there about people, the best way to whip it is be original. 
AI cannot copy yeah. your experiences. All the stories I tell on social media, AI can't do it. They can't make it up. Yeah. They can't be creative. Yeah. They can only take from what's there and shift it around. Yeah. You see what I mean? So uh-huh. it's a lot. Yeah, Creativity a lot. beats AI. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I, I mean, some of the stuff that they can do now and, and some of the stuff that even I've seen young people doing, it's going mm-hmm. to take it to a different realm. Yeah. Well, it already has, but, you know, you, you could be looking at something that you think is real that's not real. <laughs> Seriously. I, right. I mean, you know, the, the way, and, and the other thing, too, is like what the scenario you just gave, they can get information from us that we are even unaware that they're getting this information. They, they look at our habits, the people we talk to, the phone numbers, you know, all this data mining. And then they it can put two and two together real quick. Right, right. And this is how they can discriminate when I was doing the um, employment thing, trying to find out how, you know, they keep our people locked out. Is once you go through a system, you know, you know, back in the day, you go to an employer and you apply for a job. No, you got to go through these staffing agencies now and they can discriminate and know that you're black just by certain answers that you give. And by what information they already have in the mining process. The of, data course. Mining process of course. And social media. Yeah. Social media. If they see on your Facebook page that you went out a couple weekends ago consistently over the last year, got drunk got into fights, the way you talk about your family, or if you hate a certain faction of people, they can find all of that out. And we gave yeah. it up ourselves. And we, oh, yeah. we delete it, but it's never gone. It's, it's never still there. The cloud is always there. Yep. So I, I was looking at uh, some Google stuff from five years ago that's in the cloud that I didn't even know that was in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit that happened five years ago, and I'm looking like, really? That's there? Let me tell you something. A friend of mine who was masterful with this went Uh, back to 2001 when I first got online. I won't say came out online. That don't sound right. But when I first (laughs) got online, right? (laughs) I don't say that. Pulled up, checked messages from uh, 2001 on AOL. I'm like, how did you, does AOL still have this stuff? Like lots of times when they have these things and discard of them because it's old or whatever have you, you have other search engines and other things that pick it up and right. hold on to it. Right. Scary. Yeah. But that also yeah, goes for your email, everything, whatever. So treat your email like it's public. Yeah. So who Be has access to, to, uh, to that's what I say. <laughs> who has access to, to this iCloud? Everybody? Yeah, to a point, but I don't believe we have access to the in concept. This is what I feel. Maybe I'm wrong. But we have the cloud okay. and we got other clouds. Because they're not, you got to understand, they're not going to give us something. Right. And they have something yeah. better. 
We got so cell phones, like phone phone technology. Like a that's a hand-me-down. Yeah. That's a hand-me-down. They okay. got something way better, more powerful than that. Trust oh, yeah. me. I believe that. They're not going to give it all up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know so, how... You know how... Um, you and and I know they do this too. They can plant thoughts in people's heads, and they can put oh. stuff out in the wind that you can hear. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, and you, you think it's yours, and if you're right. gullible, you'll act on it. Right. If you're gullible enough, you'll act on it. And, and they they can bring people together. Look, there's so much on the psych level. I feel they've mastered that with the technology, and yeah. and and putting thoughts in your head where they are right now. Let me tell you something. And maybe I'm proved as a quack, maybe 50, a hundred years from now, they'll play this clip. How did he know? I don't know, but this is my right. feeling. They are, the enemy has gone back and tapped into the spiritual realm to yeah. extract evil entities back on this level to free them up. Yeah. To give it, because if you really look at it, crime has always been around pedophiles have always been we're exposed to more information but i mean when you really feel what's going on it's yeah. a lot it's like a tsunami it's like yeah. you go to the beach and you sit in a comfortable place where the water just splashes your feet yeah. now you go back 50 feet and you look and you see a wave coming it's too much yeah it's too much and too many of them are interested in in our spiritual practices um yes there's too much depression there's too much anxiety. Yeah. It's too much. This is not just a natural thing as far as I'm, it's there. Yes. Yeah. And it's always I been agree. there. Yeah. And which make us who don't know, okay, take this prescription, take this pill. Yeah. And you have psychotropic drugs that twist up. It's a lot. We're being corralled into many from, from different angles. Whatever the crack in your armor might be, that's what it's, that's what it's going to be. Cause see, I get a lot of them hello handsome messages with pictures too. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to get me to <laughs> <laughs> try to get you to react, react and act, and act. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I had uh, somebody send me a, a full pledge video of them in the shower. <laughs> Seriously, man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Right. Like. Okay, there's gonna come a time where uh, Hollywood ain't got to worry about producing no movies, cause it's folks that's producing their own movies, like you know. Exactly, and they're in their own world too. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know how it happened, but it was a woman who works at a restaurant close by. Mm -hmm. Some somehow she found me. I mean, I know her in passing. Hey, how you doing? Oh, thank you. Here's a tip. No detailed conversation, no nothing. Uh huh. All these pictures sent to me in a text, uh, a text through another social program, and she just knew. It, it, the way she talked in the text, uh -huh. she knew a lot about me. So I mean, that's not hard to do when you see somebody. Uh -huh. oh, I know his face, and you keep digging. But where is this all coming from? Where's all this passion coming from? Right. Huh? And didn't that's understand it. I never saw her again after that. Uh-huh. One with the wind. Wow. Just, just just like them agents, them CIA people that work for them. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
Most definitely. I might have to have have a private conference for that so I can explain it in detail. And a lot of the incidents that innocently happened and transpired that were created to get a rise out of me as far as my reaction (laughs) and and, and realize that you're under the scope and studying you, you know? And once they get what they get, you know, and they start slow, you know? Oh, yeah, they start slow. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to record something. I want to really... Focus in and go right to the point so you understand where I'm coming from. And many people will know, like, who it was. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, brother, when you're on that rooftop, it's like you're on the top of the world, like you're on the throne. <laughs> and, boy, you that, that's the uncut, uncensored version. That's, that's for many who may, I'm not knocking nobody who smokes, <laughs> but just to be up there and just start talking. I'm up near the stars and. You know, I'm talking and I'm, I'm stimulated. The sun's in my face and, you know, I hear noises of things going by, but I like to, you know, find little spots where I can just be still and be quiet. And just oh, like, yeah. I'll go up with a thought. I'll go up with a thought. Like, I kind of want to talk about this. Yeah. And I forget the cameras there. I don't even look, so I'm just looking here. And my eyes are open and I don't know when I'm going to stop. I try to keep them shorter now because I can go, I did one like two and a half hours, like about a oh, year ago. It's long. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was gone. That was some oh, yeah. good cerebral, natural air weed that I was breathing, right? No, but I don't smoke, right? Yeah. But um, it's a high for me. And a lot and of that's times... The real cloud. That's the real cloud that, that's up there with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when I'm that's up in the mountains, the clouds crawl across the ground because mm-hmm. we're so high up. Because mm-hmm. we live in a... Well, where we will be living is the highest point is that in right? The, Ghana, the highest point. Ghana's not going to flood. But if it was to flood and go up so so high, yeah. that'll be the last part. I didn't know that. That was oh, like built in. You got cloud. You're that high elevated? Say it again? You're, you're that high elevated where you got cloud. You're up in the clouds? Yeah. right. Not right now. This is an apartment and this is on flat, kind of flat land. I know it's a good elevation. But the mountains that are up in this area, I did a flood map. Um, uh, they have flood maps, right? And you uh-huh. can take a certain area, and I have it saved, and I'll probably drop it in the community area for anybody who wants to check their area out. And with the flood maps, say, for example, on the side version, you see mountains going higher, higher, higher. But when you get the topical view and you say, this is the area I want you to watch, and you go up 50 feet. Uh-huh. And, and some of the areas will begin to disappear and you'll see blue where they where they show water. Say, OK, let's say let's see who's higher. Go up another 100 feet, another 100 feet. Let's go up 150 feet mm-hmm. and everything will start to disappear. And I think oh. I got up to. And I forgot the measurement kilometers, meters. I'm not sure, but I did. But it was four hundred ninety four, whatever the measurement was. And everywhere else was gone. Oh wow, yeah. yo, boy, it, it's it's high, and the actual is not the highest of that area. Okay, where the town square is is a little higher, but we were included in that. Oh. but where we are, it's just a thin little strip. So oh. that that that's something. So when it starts to rain, uh-huh. like it doesn't get windy, like. On flat land where it's windy, all kind of went all over the place. The wind is one way because we up in the class. So it's freaky yeah. 
when you yeah. see like a black cloud, not a black cloud, like it's black, like it's, it's exhaust. When you see a dark cloud, uh-huh. you're not like this. You're looking at it like that. It's coming wow. at, it's coming at you. And they're wow. huge. And the winds, it slaps you at first. Cause it's not like a gradual, oh, a storm is coming in the clouds up high. You up there in it. So it's almost the effect, like if you were in an airplane and if you had the strength to open up the door and close it, which you know it'll pull you out and suck you out. It's not that powerful because we're not that high, but it feels like that relatively to the low ground, which this apartment is at the base of the mountain range, right? When it starts to rain, it's like a kid coming down off a slide. All of a sudden, because yeah. I've been here in shows, like, yo, I got to hurry up because the, the curtains fly up to the ceiling up there. You feel like your, wow. your whole home is going to get thrown off. And it's that's why they build the concrete structures here. And wow. we know that's going to happen, but it, I'm not used to it. It will blow you. It will blow you over. Wow. Yeah. And then you see the clouds coming, rolling at you like the blob. Yeah. It gets dark and you don't see anything. The fog... When the fogs come, like in the early morning, you look outside and you see white, like you flying in a plane. Wow. Yeah. I heard about yeah. those torrential rains over there. Huh? In Ghana. I heard about those torrential rains in Ghana. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. It feels like a hurricane. Yeah. But it don't last long like that. Okay. Because, like, So you have the Gulf that's quiet. You have the Atlantic Ocean and whatever else has happened down in the South. And it's yeah. not super wide. So you have things happening, you know, and you can't really predict it. Here, it's not a three-sided island. It's a country and it's the water, but the mountains and everything. And, and you don't know, it happens so strong. I've yeah. seen middle garbage cans just fly up in the air and they're gone. Oh, wow. Metal garbage cans, gone. Wow. You got stuff sitting out on your balcony or whatever, and it's light, you better get it because it's gone. Where it lands, we oh. don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. And then, boom, it's gone. And you look around at the 30 minutes, 20 minutes, it may, and it may decrease in its intensity and be a regular okay. rainstorm. Then all of a sudden, it comes back again. <laughs> Yeah. Look, when I'm in here, frightening to even hear it. Wow. It's frightening That's to even crazy. hear it out of nowhere. Yeah. And you wow. look outside. Yeah. Yeah. I've never got caught in it outside, but I'd have to take <laughs> cover because I don't know what's flying around out there. Something hit me in my big head. My head's so big, it's an easier target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> For real. Yeah, well, so brother, I guess I gotta get out of here, brother. Yeah, I held you enough. I want the chit chat, which I held you enough. It's been good. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Always. Yes. And I'll be listening to your shows uh, this week. Oh, there'll be many. Trust me. <laughs> you gonna do a lot. There'll be many, 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 many. Like right I said, here. keep up the great work, brother. Have, have have camera, we'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, brother. Thank right, you so much. All right. All right. Peace, my brother. Yes.
I'm going to record something, family. And you, and I, I had him on a little longer. You know, he could always stay as long as he wants. But I talked a little bit more. But I do want to do that little CIA piece. It hit me like it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it doesn't have to be where you're some some celebrity or big whatever. But when people know that you're connected to other people and lots of people, they want to know about you. Later on, they may want to use it against you. Maybe they, they want to compromise you later on. But I'm sure that um, that, that was the case with me. So I'm going to end this right now because we have Positively Angela coming up. And she's going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I haven't created the link. I want to create the link. And then I'm going to record a little something, put it up, and it will do her show. And uh, big genre faves, maybe tomorrow sometime. Maybe tomorrow uh, it's six for the main show. We can do that question and answer because I'm going to make sure to get the content in. And a 99.9% chance that I was supposed to go up to the property today, but I'm definitely going to go tomorrow. So I'll have footage from up there done really good. So I'll give you some sneak peeks into things and I have everything set up for tomorrow and just go out there and get the extra stuff. If you know what I mean? So I haven't seen the chat room. Let me just take a peek through. Yeah. Good information. Let me tell you something. You all dropped some great information. <laughs> I learned and you give me leads and things to, to study, you know, and, and it enhances my life. Because like I said, this platform is a conduit. It's not like I know everything. I'm learning just like everybody else. But if we all bring a plate to the cookout, <laughs> we can have an abundance of food. See, we have an abundance of, of information and we just continue to go on and, and do our thing and ascend and keep our mind right. You know, sometimes we can go off a little bit if we're not um, tuned up by being around a certain Set of people who have a high amount. Of, yeah, we can joke and I get down dirty with the rest of them when we have fun. But other than that, like I said, you know, it, it makes my life better to be able to speak and listen to a brother like Neil Frazier and all of those who are here because you all have great knowledge. And, and I appreciate that. And, and when I look at. Um, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go back to the end. It's not far, you know. It's just that when I would go over there, if it looks like it's going to rain out of nowhere, I'm scared of my equipment getting wet. But I promise between now and within the next week and a half, it all depends. The week this week is really tight, although I'll be putting a lot of content. But yeah, I want to go over there. Me and Miss Scurve passed by over there a couple of weeks ago. And we did some, I, I didn't stop and do a video, but I showed it in passing on one of the walking talks. So I'll go over there. And um, they, they did, I think they knocked off a piece of it too. Some, some knucklehead did that. I'll still go over into that particular area, though, on a nostalgic level and, and bring my tripod and talk. And I'll bring enough stuff to protect my equipment if it happens to rain. But I'll go over there and, and talk for a good long hour. <laughs> All right. Yeah, McShama. Yeah. But, and it's important to do that show and make that one. All shows don't have to be just me ranting. I want to be able to, you know, have a question and answer. And, and that, you know, McShama is going to have most of the questions, but. Anybody who has any more, we're going to speak about bodybuilding, basically what I know. I don't know everything. Things are changing, but I want to go deep. And, and maybe it's good that we didn't do it uh, yesterday. Uh, now we can get down and dirty with it and spend a few hours on it and just things about the body. And if I don't know something, I'm not going to say I know it. 
Because when we go into the dark world of bodybuilding and body modification, there's a lot of things I know of that people don't. And because I was in it, but not on a bad level, I never took steroids, but there's a lot that I do know. And when we speak about the psychological effects, the emotional effects, what it's like, because I've been there, you know, and I never forget that. It's like it happened yesterday for me. So we're going to focus on that. And I'm going to probably have that show set up before the night is over, locked and dropped in. And um, and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that uh, mixed genre phase because you ask a lot of really intelligent questions. And I'm quite sure everybody else would, too. And I'm going to make it interesting by the way I answer everything. So um, it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But let me get going to set up Positively Angela's show. I got to shoot her the link to come on in and make finish up the banner. And um, the, night, the night is not over. And then after I do that, I'm going to record something. And I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be at least 15 intense minutes, but you never know. It might be an hour because, you know, once I start talking, <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> but anyway, um, let me play this song. Let me get going. I'm right here with you. I'm accessible. And um, uh, Gina wanted to have a little time to speak. Kersey didn't. We haven't had a chance to speak yet, but I will uh, confirm that. And I sent you a, a reply into the uh comment section on that how to reach me and everything and we'll do that and we'll make sure it happens okay so anyway much love to you all i can't say so long yeah i can say so long but i can't say goodbye i'm right here getting ready for the next shows all right y'all peace much love much love
Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our names, our language, our culture, our God? and our religion. Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder, from India he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east by the Nile River. We were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes and slippers of gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. 
Yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water. Tricks and lies he stole America, the original owner of this nation, is cooped up on a reservation. So, my friend, it's easy to tell white man heaven is black man hell. He needed someone to work the land. His back was too weak. He needed you, black man. So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the world's most grievous sin. To take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery. Sell a man as merchandise. On his body put a price Oh my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell showed up in our country telling us of a land filled with luxury he said black man follow me to america there you'll find more gold for your labor our four parents were tricked onto his boat since that time we've been wrestling with the gold we landed here Jamestown, Virginia, 400 years to suffer. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. When the slave master wanted to have some sport, he would heap on our parents' cruelties of the worst sort Burn them at stake 
And them on trees, his ears were deaf to our parents' pleas. Though you were pregnant, black woman, you pulled the plow like a horse, like a dog, even a cow. He filled your womb with his wicked seed, his half white children you were made to breed. Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is a black man hell. called Negro, open up your eyes, black man everywhere is on the rise, he has kicked the white man out of Asia, and he's going fast out of Africa, with every ounce of strength and breath, his cries give us liberty or give us death, the whole black world has their eyes on you, to see what the so-called Negro is going to do. So my friend, it's easy to tell, our unity will give the white man hell. God made a promise to Abraham, his seed would be a stranger. In a foreign land, they would suffer and be afflicted. Four hundred years, but he would come. Wipe away their tears. Our God and Savior, Allah has come. He has declared. The white man's day is done. He has given us a divine messenger. One prophesied to come. His name is Elijah. We now can stand up the whole world to tell. Our God has come to give us heaven. And take the devil into
Fuck the whole system, need the shit dismantled. Coppers treat a nigga like the utmost wanted. Trying to rule the block, but don't know what goes on it. News got a story with a new take on me. Carrying out the window with the screw face on me. But I know that God love me when my blunt burn. 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned. Wonder when your government don't make me legal. Burn the whole city if I can't be equal. Get off my dick, please, Brad, I earn that. 400 years, how you still ain't learn? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do, way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Shout out to the crackers trying to gentrify the genre. Tell them free my niggas, middle finger to your honor. End of days coming down to seconds on the timer. Goofy niggas still trying to purchase that designer. About to buy a chopper, learn to grow my own food. Cause I don't like the look that get me in the whole food. And when you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. But it ain't on me now, I'm limping cause my dick heavy. But ain't shit sweet, niggas think we thin. My whole attitude on MC Ren. It's my neighborhood now, Bob, I bought that. 400 years, how you still ain't caught that? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I see the things that they do, way less than they see. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Take it away, feeling too good to me Chilling all day, all in your space is where I wanna be Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough Too caught up in your love I've been trying to forget But you won't let me Something in my brain wants you I've been hanging by myself for help, but nothing seems to work on you, yeah, you always make me feel like, oh yeah, you never leave my thoughts alone, yeah, you, you're the reason I'm going out of my mind, I just can't stop thinking about you.
crave when you're away, nights are sleepless. Do we need space? Yeah, maybe you're brave. Boy, you're my weakness. Give and we take the love that we make. It's my favorite drug. Too caught up in your love. and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. It's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out 